Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coffee Break French Magazine, Season 1, Episode 4. Now, just to explain something, this episode was originally recorded in April, so that may help to explain some of the references that are made in our introduction. Allez, c'est parti! Bonjour à tous Et bienvenue à Coffee Break French, moi c'est Marc Et moi c'est Pierre Benoît et nous avons pour vous un nouvel épisode Un nouvel épisode du podcast de Coffee Break French. We are delighted to be back, moi je suis très content quand même. Ah oui Ouais, on est, même, est même, avril. Même si, avril mais c'est pas bien parce que toi tu vieillis en avril. Ah oui, ouais tu as raison, <rire> tu as raison, je vieillis, mais, mais tout le monde vieillit quand même. Ouais bien sûr, et qu'est-ce que tu as fait pour ton anniversaire Pour mon anniversaire oh, alors, écoute. Des gens qui chantent Joyeux anniversaire. Non, peut-être pas. Peut-être pas. Euh, alors, euh, on est sorti manger. Ouais. Euh, C'était très sympa. Euh, J'ai pas bossé. Ah, ça, c'est encore mieux. <rire> c'est pas souvent. C'est une fois par an. <rire> c'est cela. C'est cela. Oui, non, non, non. Tout s'est bien passé. D'accord. Est-ce euh, que tu as été temps. gâté J'ai été très gâté, oui. Très gâté. Vous avez tous compris, j'espère, ce mot gâté To spoil someone. Ouais, gâter oui. quelqu'un. Euh, Dis-moi, est-ce qu'il un mot mimé ou est-ce que j'inventais des choses C'est l'espagnol C'est l'espagnol Oh là 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 je, vais, je vieillis. Tu vieillis, comme je dis. Tu vieillis mais c'est pas grave, c'est pas grave. Comme tu dis, on vieillit tous. On l'accepte, <laughs> il faut l'accepter. Tout à fait. Ok, in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite places in France, I mm -hmm. have to say. Um, Strasbourg, la ville de Strasbourg. Uh, and of course, we've got another phone-in from our, our listeners. Ah, super. A question from our listeners. And of course, Susie will be back later with some uh, interesting French language tips for us. Mm, intéressant. Let's get on with the show. T'es prêt c'est parti, moi je suis toujours prêt, moi alors. Toujours prêt, allez, c'est parti. Alors, notre texte cette semaine, c'est un texte à propos d'une ville très connue en France. Oui. La ville de Strasbourg. Une superbe ville. Une ville qui est à côté de la frontière allemande. Oui, oui. Donc, beaucoup d'influence, beaucoup de d'aspect euh, allemand de cette ville. Oui, oui. Et je conseille, je conseille à nos auditeurs s'ils si, si en ont la chance d'aller à Strasbourg parce Tout que je, je m'en souviens très bien euh, sur ce fameux pont où oui. on est en, en France et oui. d'un coup après on traverse le pont et on est en Allemagne. C'est génial. There's a, a park in the one part of Strasbourg called le Jardin de l'Europe. Oui. And there, there is a bridge, le pont de l'Europe, where you can have très bien. one foot in France and one foot in Germany. Uh, and yeah, something that you have to do <laughs> if, you're, if you're into that kind of thing. Okay, let's hear our text from uh, Suzy. Située dans la région d'Alsace, dans le nord-est de la France, la ville de Strasbourg a une vie culturelle diverse et riche. Bien que Strasbourg ne soit pas une capitale à proprement parler, la ville est considérée comme la capitale de l'Alsace, la capitale de Noël et la capitale européenne. 
Le centre historique comprend des quartiers et des monuments datant du Moyen-Âge, tels que la cathédrale Notre-Dame de Strasbourg et les ponts couverts. La cathédrale en grès rose est de style gothique et possède une horloge astronomique. La petite France, avec ses maisons à colombage, est le quartier le plus pittoresque. On y trouve aussi beaucoup de restaurants et de brasseries, ainsi que des tavernes que l'on appelle Winstube. Une des spécialités traditionnelles de l'Alsace est la tarte flambée. C'est une tarte composée d'une pâte très fine, avec des oignons, de la crème fraîche, du gruyère et des lardons. Ce plat est servi sur une planche de bois et se mange avec les doigts. Ce n'est pas nécessaire d'en redemander, car c'est servi à volonté jusqu'à ce que vous soyez rassasié. Depuis 1570, Strasbourg accueille le plus ancien marché de Noël de France. Pendant plus d'un mois, chaque année dans les rues du centre-ville, 300 chalets de bois y sont installés, dans lesquels on peut déguster du pain d'épices, du vin chaud et acheter des décorations de Noël. L'ambiance chaleureuse et féerique créée par le grand sapin et les illuminations attirent chaque année plus de 2 millions de visiteurs. Après la Deuxième Guerre mondiale, Strasbourg est devenu le siège de plusieurs institutions européennes, comme le Parlement européen, le Conseil de l'Europe et la Cour européenne des droits de l'homme. Ville symbole de la réconciliation franco-allemande, Strasbourg porte désormais le titre de capitale européenne. Ah, de très beaux souvenirs de, de Strasbourg et d'Alsace. Tu, tu y allais euh, maintes fois, j'allais dire. Maintes fois, oui, <rire> j'allais souvent à Strasbourg, en fait, peut-être il y a dix ans, entre, entre 25 et 10 ans. D'accord. Tous les ans, ouais. euh, je faisais un projet avec euh, le Parlement européen Très bien. Euh, pour les écoles ici en Écosse. Et donc, j'aidais des groupes euh, qui faisaient des, des projets au Parlement européen et je connais donc Strasbourg très bien. Ouais, comme ta poche. Comme ma poche, en comme fait. Ma poche, comme une belle expression. Poche, oui. <rire> et en fait, je sais que toi aussi, tu es allé à Strasbourg. Oui, pour un projet européen aussi. <rire> <rire> ouais, ça, ça sonne. Euh, ouais, yeah. <rire> Well, we, we had some very good times in, in Strasbourg. Indeed, indeed. Au, au Café Rouen. Oui, aussi, oui. <laughs> des, des ce sont des souvenirs impérissables. Impérissables. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. Anyway, let's come back through our, our text here and we'll talk about the grammar and the, the vocabulary and the structures used in our text. So let's begin. Situé dans la région d'Alsace, dans le nord-est de la France, Strasbourg a une vie culturelle diverse et riche. So this is straightforward enough. Situated in the region of Alsace in the northeast of France, Strasbourg has a, a very diverse and rich cultural life. Bien que Strasbourg ne soit pas une capitale à proprement parler, la ville est considérée comme la capitale de l'Alsace, la capitale de Noël et la capitale européenne. So this is nice because we've got this bien que expression here. Bien que means although. And you'll notice that it's followed by a sort of strange verb, bien que Strasbourg ne soit pas une capitale. There we're talking about ne soit pas, so soit. Subjunctive of être. Exactly, and the subjunctive is triggered by the expression bien que. So again, we've talked about subjunctives a little on this podcast and then of course in our other Coffee Break French podcasts. But just think of it as bien que being a subjunctive trigger and therefore we need to use the subjunctive form of the verb. In this case, we're talking about an irregular verb être and the subjunctive form of être in the third person singular is soit. S-O-I-T. So, although Strasbourg isn't a capital, 
Euh, à proprement parler, so to, so to say, yeah. Yeah, so to speak. Uh, literally, properly spoken or something like that. À proprement parler, so to speak. La ville est considérée comme la capitale de l'Alsace. It's the capital of the region of Alsace. La capitale de Noël, the capital of Christmas, et la capitale européenne, and the European capital. And we'll hear exactly why it's considered such capitals through this text. Le centre historique comprend des quartiers et des monuments datant du Moyen-Âge, tels que la cathédrale Notre-Dame de Strasbourg et les ponts couverts. Right, so we're talking here about the historical centre of Strasbourg. There, there's a canal that goes round the, the, the centre of Strasbourg. It's the, I think it's part of the River Ile, as ah, far as I remember. Possible, oui. um, and uh, that makes the historical centre very walkable and you can get right round it quite, quite quickly and quite easily. Um, but it includes uh, areas, des quartiers, et des monuments and monuments dating from the Middle Ages, so le Moyen-Âge, such as la cathédrale Notre-Dame de Strasbourg, so the cathedral, which is called Notre-Dame, not Notre-Dame as in the one in Paris, but this time Notre-Dame de, de Strasbourg. Strasbourg, et les ponts couverts. Les ponts couverts are covered bridges, and basically it's a bridge which has uh, two towers on it, I think it's two or three towers, um, which are, are, well, they're, they're covered, they've got roofs on them, um, and I think it was used historically to help protect the centre of the city uh, from invasion. La cathédrale en grès rose est de style gothique et possède une horloge astronomique. Okay, so here we're talking about grès, grès rose, is red sandstone. Okay, it's pink, literally pink yeah. sandstone. Mm -hmm. uh, but the cathedral is made of red sandstone and it's in a Gothic style and has an astronomical clock inside. Now, that's a fantastic site. Uh, this is like the, the, the tourism board of Strasbourg that's <laughs> doing this episode. It's a fantastic site, the, the astronomical clock, because it's, it's, it's hundreds of years old, and yet it's very complex, all made entirely mechanically, and different things pass in front of the clocks, and you've got the different stages of man, and you've got the sun and the moon and all sorts of things. Wow. Very interesting, very wow. interesting. Worth. And the, for the... The French side here, possède, posséder quelque chose. To, okay. uh, to possess. Yeah, but we didn't say that in English, so I like the way you said has. Has, you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, so, bien. posséder, and that's an interesting verb as well, because it's posséder with mm. an acute accent in yeah. your infinitive, but just like uh, acheter, for example, mm. the spelling change happens and you get a grave accent in yeah. the je, tu, il, elle, and the il, elle, plural form. Plural, yeah. That's correct. Okay. And then there's also mention of La Petite France. Oh, j'adore. La Petite France avec ses maisons à colombage est le quartier le plus pittoresque. So, the, uh, the, it's called La Petite France. Uh, we'll not go into why it's called La Petite France. Little France, literally, uh, with its houses uh, à colombage. À colombage. Now, the word in English for des maisons à colombage, I've just remembered it is uh, half timbered I think or half timbering right. it's where you see the the, the, the blocks of wood yeah. coming out the side of the house as it were now it's also interesting because in these houses uh, very often the second story is wider than the first story of mm. the house and that's because from a tax point of view you used to pay less tax based on the amount of uh, space that your house took up on the ground. So if you come up from the ground and then build outwards, 
uh, with these wooden blocks, then you build on top of the wooden blocks, you don't pay as much tax. <laughs> as I say, this is like uh, a, a tourist visit to Strasbourg. <laughs> le français est très roublard. Roublard, ça oh, ouais. je connais pas. Non, ouais, ouais. roublard. Ça veut dire quoi R-O-U-B-L-A-R-D. Oui c'est quand il essaie toujours de trouver des combines, des astuces pour ne, pour ne pas payer quelque chose. Ah, okay. C'est okay. différent de avare. Oui. D'accord okay. C'est différent. C'est roublard. Mm -hmm. uh, canny. Yeah, yeah, Financially yeah. canny. Yeah, 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 roublard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Très bien. Ok, so uh, that is the, the most picturesque area of the city. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, we've, we've probably got some photos of you and me and some of the other members of staff who oui. are involved in this oui. Oui. and we'll see if we can put some of them up on the website. Oh, super. Anyway, okay, let's continue because we're going to talk about food now. On y trouve aussi beaucoup de restaurants et de brasseries ainsi que des tavernes que l'on appelle Vinstube. Okay, so on y trouve aussi, one finds there also, beaucoup de restaurants, many restaurants et de brasseries. So those are restaurants which perhaps have some kind of brewery attached, mm -hmm. yeah? Ainsi que des tavernes, as well as taverns, inns. The old inns, yeah. yeah que l'on appelle Vinstube, which one calls Vinstube. So that, I think, literally means in, in Alsacien, wine lounge, a mm. place where you go to enjoy your wine. Of course. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Une des spécialités traditionnelles de l'Alsace est la tarte flambée. <laughs> J'ai de très bons souvenirs de cela aussi. Oui, tout à fait. So, one of the traditional specialities of Alsace is la tarte flambée. And I think we would normally call it flammekuche or something like that. Um, it's, well, what is it? C'est une tarte composée d'une pâte très fine avec des oignons, de la crème fraîche, du gruyère et des lardons. Okay, so it's a, a tarte. Uh, composed of a very fine pastry, yeah, so thin, it's very, very thin, thin pastry, thin. with onions, uh, crème fraîche, mm -hmm. so fresh cream, but crème not really fraîche, fresh cream. Fraîche. Crème fraîche. Mm -hmm. crème fraîche. Uh, cheese, gruyère cheese. That's a specific cheese, gruyère, yep. from Switzerland. And uh, lardons, which are little bits of bacon. Yeah, yeah. Ce plat est servi sur une planche de bois et se mange avec les doigts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually getting literally <laughs> l'eau à la bouche. <laughs> um, the, the, this dish is served on a wooden board and is eaten, se mange, we've seen that before, se mange is eaten with your fingers. Ce n'est pas nécessaire d'en redemander car c'est servi à volonté jusqu'à ce que vous soyez rassasié. Lovely phrase, lovely phrase. So, it's not necessary to, to ask for more uh, tarte flambée. Mais When you go into a, a tarte flambée yeah. uh, restaurant, because it's servi à volonté. It's served uh, as much as you can eat, all you can eat. And then, jusqu'à ce que vous soyez rassasié. Lovely so, subjunctive. Indeed, earlier we had, bien que Strasbourg ne soit pas une capitale, so this soit, you should recognize, in the vous form becomes soyez, jusqu'à ce que vous soyez rassasié, until you are full, until you're full up. And the jusqu'à ce que is another subjunctive trigger. You just What? need to follow the, the expression with the subjunctive. Many happy memories of uh, eating tarte flambée à volonté in Strasbourg. I'm hungry. J'ai faim. <laughs> okay, the, the other capital of, uh, the, the other way in which Strasbourg is referred to as a capital is la capitale de Noël. So let's find out a little more about that. Depuis 1570, 
Strasbourg accueille le plus ancien marché de Noël de France. So since 1570, Strasbourg welcomes the oldest Christmas market in France. Pendant plus d'un mois, chaque année, dans les rues du centre-ville, 300 chalets y sont installés, dans lesquels on peut déguster du pain d'épices, du vin chaud et acheter des décorations de Noël. Okay, so uh, literally during more than one month each year. In the streets of the centre of town, so plus, pendant plus d'un mois, chaque année, dans les rues du centre-ville, 300 chalets, so 300, literally chalets, uh, little, stands, they, they, like, yeah, yeah. little houses, as it were, um, are installed, dans lesquels, in which, now that's a nice relative pronoun there, in the which ones, dans lesquels, on peut déguster, you can uh, enjoy, enjoy, you can yeah. uh, sample, taste, sample, sample yeah. du pain d'épices, so that's gingerbread, ouais. uh, du vin chaud, mm. hot wine or um, gluvine, glu yeah. uh, et acheter des décorations de Noël and buy Christmas decorations. L'ambiance chaleureuse et féerique créée par le grand sapin et les illuminations attire chaque année plus de 2 millions de visiteurs. So the warm ambiance, the warm atmosphere, and it's also féerique as an atmosphere. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah. And it really is, especially when it snows. It's wonderful. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, and all of this créé par le grand sapin, so created by the big Christmas tree in the Place Kléber, et les illuminations and the light, the, the, the lights, the Christmas lights, yeah. attire chaque année plus de 2 millions de visiteurs. Yeah, attracts. So, attracts every year more than 2 million visitors. C'est beaucoup de monde. Hein? Let's go back to the créer. Yeah. Créer. Even when you look at it, 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 looks, it looks a strange. strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The reason it looks strange is because in that word, there are three E's. Okay? Because the verb... Well, it's a, it's a past participle, first yes, of all. Yes, yeah, of course. So, obviously, the verb, the, 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 the infinitive. infinitive is C-R-E. Cute accent. Yep. Okay. ER. ER. So we've got two E's in that one. Yeah. And then if we want to make the past participle of a verb in ending in ER, a regular verb ending in ER, you take off the ER and add E acute. So you've got two E acutes just next Straight to each other. Next to each other. <laughs> and then we're, because we're talking about l'ambiance, which is a feminine noun, we have to add another E to okay. make it agree. And that's why it looks as if it's a, it's a mistake it's when a, you see it written down. It's a typing mistake. Yeah. Yep. But we've got CR, E acute, E acute, E. So, L'ambiance chaleureuse et féerique créée par le grand sapin et les illuminations attire chaque année plus de 2 millions de visiteurs. And that word féerique is quite difficult because you need to give the strength to both et. So it's not féerique, it's féerique. Okay, it sounds like you've got a, a two or three words here, féerique, yeah. but it's not. It's one word. Okay, féerique. Très bien. Ok, le dernier paragraphe, s'il ouais, te plaît. c'est parti. Après la Deuxième Guerre mondiale, Strasbourg est devenu le siège de plusieurs institutions européennes, comme le Parlement européen, le Conseil de l'Europe et la Cour européenne des droits de l'homme. 
Okay, so we mentioned already the European Parliament, which is uh, one of the, the main institutions in, in Strasbourg. Yeah. But this sentence says, after the Second World War, Strasbourg became, so Strasbourg est devenu, another example of that verb, devenir. Être verb. Yeah. Être verb. And because we're talking about la ville de Strasbourg, we have an E on the end. Because with um, être verb, we need to... Agree. Agree. So Strasbourg est devenu le siège de plusieurs institutions européennes. So it has become the seat of several European institutions like le Parlement européen. So it's one of the two seats of the European Parliament, the other one being in Brussels. Oui. Le Conseil de l'Europe, the Council of Europe, et la Cour européenne des droits de l'homme and the European uh, Court of Human Rights. Wow. Ville symbole de la réconciliation franco-allemande Strasbourg porte désormais le titre de capitale européenne. So, given its symbolic representation of the reconciliation between France and Germany, Strasbourg uh, uh, carries yes, from yeah. that time onwards the title of European capital. Super, très intéressant. Hein? Ouais, très ouais, intéressant. Bien, bien. Et ça donne envie de retourner à Strasbourg. J'ai en fait. très envie d'y retourner. Oui. Tout à fait. Oui, Peut-être oui, une oui. deuxième série de en route avec Coffee Break French à Strasbourg, ça te dit on, Oui, on parlerait un petit peu de la nourriture et, ouais. et, et voilà, ce serait bien. Ce serait okay. bien. D'accord, bon ben on y va. We'll Au talk revoir. about that. We'll, we'll talk about that during the break, ok Back in a moment. If you'd like to take your French that bit further, then you may consider signing up for one of our premium courses on the Coffee Break Academy. There's something for everyone, from absolute beginners up to advanced learners, and the premium materials include lesson notes, transcripts, video lessons, exercises, and vocabulary guides, depending on which course you opt for. Head over to coffeebreakacademy.com to find out more. Now, this is the part of the Coffee Break French podcast where the listeners to the podcast become the stars of the show. And this week's star of the show is Steve from California. Let's have a listen to Steve's question. Hi, this is Steve Galvin in Simi Valley, California. I recently ran across a challenge in French. Uh, it was fairly simple sounding. The question was, how do you say, quote, I have to leave now, unquote. And I immediately responded, uh, je dois partir maintenant. Uh, and I've had other people say maybe a better way would be to say, il faut que je pars maintenant. Um, and then the answer that was offered to me was, um, uh, j'y vais. Uh, and I'm wondering, is there a quality difference? Or what are we talking about here in, in real terms? It almost sounds like splitting hairs between I have to go, it's time to leave, it's time to go. Um, what is the best way to go? Thanks. 
Merci beaucoup de ta question. Thank you very much indeed for your question, Stephen. It is tricky sometimes to translate things word for word because very often there are different ways of saying the same thing. And that's exactly what we're finding here. Let's go through each of the examples that you gave us. First of all, I have to go. You were right to say je dois partir. Je dois partir literally means I must go. Dois is from the verb devoir. And devoir means to have to do something. So, je dois partir, I have to leave. Absolutely fine. Now, you can also use the impersonal verb, il faut. And if you use il faut, there are two ways of following il faut. First of all, you can follow it with an infinitive. So, for example, il faut partir means it is necessary to go. But it could equally translate that as I have to go. Il faut partir. I have to go. Or we have to go. Or you have to go. Il faut partir. It's impersonal, so we're not being specific about who we are referring to. Now, if we have to be specific, or if uh, we want to be specific, then you can use il faut que. However, when we say il faut que, this has to be followed by a subjunctive. So you would say il faut que je parte. Il faut que je parte. Part being the subjunctive form of partir. It's normally je pars, but the subjunctive form is je parte. So il faut que je parte. It is necessary that I leave. So je dois partir. Il faut partir. Il faut que je parte. They're all very, very similar. They all basically mean I have to leave. So, Stephen, I hope that that's, first of all, helped you to understand that these are very, very similar indeed. And it's, it's just the same way that there are perhaps very slight differences in English between saying, I've got to go, I have to go, I must go. Perhaps slight variations in the, the sense of what is necessary and what's not necessary. If you are saying just in a, in a relatively informal context, ah, I've got to go, I've got to go, then that's where you might say something like, J'y vais. Literally, j'y vais means I am going there. But it's the kind of thing that you might say if you were to say in English, for example, I'm off. Okay, I'm off. I've got to go. J'y vais. And you could also combine that with, ça y est, j'y vais. That's it. I'm off. But with j'y vais, it's not quite the same as saying I have to go. You're just stating a fact. I'm off. I'm going. J'y vais. But we could introduce the idea of having to go by saying je dois y aller. So je dois from devoir and then put in the i meaning there and aller. But you could also use the il faut que in this sense. In that case, it would be il faut que j'y aille. Il faut que j'y aille, the, the subjunctive form of aller. This all may sound a little complicated, but rest assured that they are all translating similar things. I have to go, I must go, or the more generic, I'm off. And when you're thinking about translating things into French, when you've got a variety of things that you can use, a variety of ways of saying something, then that's sometimes very useful. I hope that this has been helpful, Stephen, and I wish you well with your continued studies of French. Bonne continuation. Mais maintenant... Nous devons continuer la leçon. We have to get on with the lesson. Now, if you would like to feature in a future episode of Coffee Break French, then all you need to do is send us a question. You can do so by going to coffeebreakquestions.com or simply emailing us a voice recording to radiolingua at gmail.com.
alors, on est de retour avec Suzy pour la dernière partie de ce podcast. Salut Suzy Salut Marc Ça va aujourd'hui Oui, ça va. Ok, alors qu'est-ce que tu as trouvé pour nous aujourd'hui Well, since we've been talking about tarte flambée oui. in this episode, we are looking at an expression involving de la tarte. De la tarte, ok. And that expression is Ce n'est pas de la tarte. Ok. <laughs> could, could you also say c'est pas de la tarte? You could indeed. Ok, I suppose if we're speaking in an informal language, we can easily drop that ne. Ce n'est pas de la tarte or c'est uh, pas de la tarte. So what does this mean? It means ce n'est pas facile. Ok, it's not easy. Okay. Voilà. Literally, we're saying it's not pie. That's right. Now, in English, we would have perhaps equivalent ex expressions, equivalent idiomatic expressions. What would they be? It's no picnic or it's yeah. no walk in the park. It's no walk in the park. Could I suppose we're in, in English, we talk about it's a piece of cake when it is easy, but we don't really talk about it's not a piece of cake when it's not easy. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's have some examples, please. Okay, well, you could say, for example, la grammaire française, ce n'est pas de la tarte. La grammaire française, ce n'est pas de la tarte. So French grammar is not easy. It's not some tart. <laughs> voilà. Okay. If you wanted to add emphasis, you could mm -hmm. say, ce n'est vraiment pas de la tarte. Ce n'est vraiment pas de la tarte. So it's really not easy. Okay, anything else? J'ai travaillé dur pour obtenir mon diplôme, ce n'était pas de la tarte. So I worked hard to get my degree. It wasn't easy, it was hard going. Okay, these are using ce n'est pas de la tarte, so it's not easy. And we, we said earlier that you can say, uh, you can't say in English, it's not a piece of cake. It sounds a little strange to say that in English, at least where I come from, that sounds strange. <laughs> can you say c'est de la tarte when you are wanting to refer to it being a piece of cake? Well, you wouldn't say c'est de la tarte, but you would say c'est du gâteau. Ah, okay, so we can use c'est du gâteau for it's a piece of cake, yeah? Yeah. So let's have a, an example of, of that. Euh, les devoirs de maths, c'est du gâteau. Okay, so uh, my maths homework... It's a piece of cake. Okay, well, I hope that using this expression is a piece of cake, or these expressions is a piece of cake uh, for all our listeners. Merci encore une fois, Suzy. Merci, Marc. Uh, I feel bad that we have discussed the, the whole Strasbourg thing with, with Susie and Strasbourg being so close to Susie's heart. Perhaps she should have been more involved in this episode. And why, why is, is Susie's heart so close to Strasbourg? Bien sûr, parce qu'elle a vécu euh, à Strasbourg pendant une vingtaine d'années. Eh bien, on y retourne et, on, et, on, et elle vient avec nous. D'accord, pour euh, la prochaine série de En Route et euh, avec des, des, peut-être des, des tartes flambées. Ah ben ça, on demandera à sa famille de nous en faire euh, à volonté. À volonté. <rire> Ah, Jusqu'à ce que nous soyons, ah, tu dis change here. Beau, hein? soyons rassasiés, en repus. <laughs> repus, repus, I like that one. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Coffee Break French. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Uh, of course, if you would like to add your question and uh, to have us answer your question, then you can do so by going to coffeebreakquestions.com where you'll be able to send us your voicemail and we could potentially include your question in a future episode of the podcast and give you an answer. 
Yeah, but that's not it, Mark, because uh, you need to remind us how to make the most of this episode again. Of course, yes. Yeah. So if you'd like to get access to the bonus materials for this episode, and that includes the transcript, our vocabulary list, and also the exercises associated with the episode, then you can do so at the Coffee Break Academy. Simply head over to coffeebreakacademy.com and you'll find everything you need there. Oh, fantastic. Alors, c'est tout pour cette édition. Merci à, beaucoup. À la prochaine. Salut. Salut. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2019 Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019 Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.